Welcome to the Adult Puberty Podcast. I don't know about you, but navigating life as an adult can be just as uncertain, exciting, and full of growing pains as adolescence was. This podcast is all about self-development and growth in the areas of physical health, emotional stability, and spiritual maturity. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. All right, friends, my name is Ebony Alexandra, and I want to welcome you back to the Adult Puberty Podcast. All right, y'all, happy Thursday. Real quick, I want to share some really good news that I'm excited about. So yesterday, I just launched the Adult Puberty Podcast YouTube channel. For some reason, because I'm new, um, it's not searchable yet, but I will put the link to the video in the description and stay tuned for uh, more details to come about that. All right, so let's let's get into uh, today's topic. So life is hard sometimes, right? And I know you're probably like, yeah, duh, <laughs> right? Many of us have gone through or are currently going through some heavy things, right? I mean, some things that just make you want to run away to the jungle somewhere and just give up. You know, while I have this podcast and and my goal, you know, is to focus on well-being and, you know, being the best versions of ourselves, I am not like this 24/7, you know, 365 days a year, right? There are times that I get down, there are times that I get lazy, there you know, I've been depressed before. You know, I have moments of apathy where I'm just indifferent to everything. I am here after having gone through, you know, things that were difficult in my life because I refuse to stay down. You know, (laughs) I remember as a kid, no lie. So I was like six and I had this bump on the side of my tongue. And if you've ever had a bump on the side of your tongue, you know how painful that joint is, right? So I asked my great grandmother, I'm like, mom, we're like, I got this bump on my tongue and it hurt. And she said, that's a lie bump. That's for blind too much. And I remember as I'm like stirring the sludge of like sugar in the Kool-Aid bowl, I'm like, what? (laughs) And I remember when I finally went back upstairs thinking about it because it hurt so bad. And so every time I felt that pain, I remember what she said, that it was from me lying. And I was lying, right? And I remember saying to myself, I don't want to be a liar anymore. And just that, you know, seemingly insignificant interaction with my great grandmother had a huge impact on me. So even at a young age, it was granted, I didn't, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, I'm about this, you know, personal growth and self-development, but I was about my comfort, And doing the thing that would cause me the least amount of pain in the path of least resistance. I mentioned, you know, earlier that I went through a period of like depression. I mean, depression that was like debilitating where it feels like 10,000 elephants are like, you know, sitting on your chest. You know, I went through like some needless suffering for eight months because I was waiting for my regular positive self to like, you know, kick in and like 
move through it like I had done in the past. So, but it didn't happen. And so I finally sought some help after eight months of suffering. I didn't know what the issue was. I didn't know that I was depressed because I was still doing life. I was still hanging with friends. I was still going to work, doing the things that I was supposed to do. But what people didn't know was, you know, my my alone life, you know, the life that, you know, you live when nobody else is around, that was, you know, (laughs) that was depressed. And so I just felt like, you know, somebody who's like still doing things, you know, they can't possibly be depressed. Well, long story short, I was depressed. And so I share that and, and other things with you guys, like sharing that doesn't make me an expert at all, right? It just makes me empathetic to other people's pain and the suffering that they go through. And so I share that with you because what I'm about to say may sound harsh to some of you, but I promise you that it is with the utmost love and the best intentions, but I got to, you know, I got to keep it real. So there are, you know, several people that I have met or have known in my life who blame other people for everything that's wrong in their lives and, and, or expect other people to be more responsible for their lives than they are. And I just, I can't. Right. And so people who are like that, like I said, I I absolutely empathize, right. In a lot of ways, but Ayanla is not coming to fix your life. And like no shade to Ayanla because in college I read a book uh, that she wrote called In the Meantime. And it was right on time, got me together because I had gone through my first heartbreak. I did not know what heartbreak was until college. And so again, no shade to Ayanla. But I feel like while that is a good show, I feel like some people actually think that somebody is going to come and like fix your life for you. Nobody's coming to fix your life for you. Nobody. And I get it, right? The other part of that is, you know, sometimes we don't necessarily know what's wrong, right? Like when I was depressed, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't know what was wrong. I kind of sat around waiting for the change to come to me. And it never happened. I had to take the first step to get some help. So I get that. But I'm talking about what I want to address are the things that we do have control over, right? The things that we can directly impact by our actions, right? And granted, like I said, life can be hard sometimes. And it's certain stuff that we just going to have to take on the chin. And then there's other stuff that's like, God-sized problems that only he can change, right? I am talking about the things that you have absolute control over. You know, what I would what I would hope is one that you're honest and clear about what you can change, what you can't change, and your willingness to do your part. Those things that you cannot do anything about, right? Either at all or right now. Okay, but then there are some things. I don't care if it's one thing. There is something that you can do about it. And the most important part is your willingness to do your part. You know, I've had conversations with people who were in a place 
and they, you know, talk about the same things. They are clearly unhappy and yet they want the change, but they aren't willing to do their part and put in the effort to have said change. For somebody like me, that's irritating. It's irritating because you don't want to do your part. And then you want to complain about it and you want to talk to other people about it. You want to like worry the hell out of everybody else, but you won't do the simple things that you can do. So remember when I said I was six, I didn't have any concept of personal growth or personal development, but I did have a concept of being comfortable. What can I do to make myself more comfortable? And when we're going through things, right, there is a certain level of discomfort. So I would ask, even if you don't know what the it is, what can you do to make yourself 1% more comfortable than you are right now? Just 1%. What can you do just to make a little improvement on your level of comfortability? That alone gives you a great starting point. It gives you one step to take. Put your right foot out there. And then if you, if and when you do that, then you can put your left foot out there. But then this is my other thing. And and I've said this um, to people before. Are you willing to do your part? Because if not, I would just rather you just say that. Just say, no, I am unhappy clearly, but I am not willing to do my part. I'm not willing to put in any effort to change my situation. And that's your choice to make, right? No judgment at all on my part, but stop wasting people's time and, and stop wasting your own time. Like you're, you know, in this place of like misery and you're going in circles, but you are part of the problem. So instead of, you know, looking at it as an external circumstance that is, you know, holding you back, be honest about the fact that you're the roadblock in your own way and accept that. You know, the next point that I want to make is that the only person responsible for our individual happiness is us. Like, yeah, people can add to or take away from our happiness, but that even is a choice of ours to some degree, right? And so, for example, somebody could buy me some flowers just for no reason out the blue, right? That adds to my happiness, right? Because I choose to receive the gesture behind the gift. On the other hand, you could say, oh, you suck as a podcaster. And I'll be like, oh, okay. And keep it moving, right? Without any effect to my happiness. Why? Because I choose to not let your words matter to the point of affecting my happiness. That's amazing to me because that speaks to the power of choice and perspective. Another thing that I've observed is how much the past affects certain people's lives. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I mean, obviously our past helped shape us right up until this point. But the past doesn't have to affect our present nor our future. And so I want to encourage you, you know, if if this is bowling down your alley 
to deal with the past and stop letting the past affect your present and your future. You know, what your mama did, what your daddy didn't do, what your second grade teacher did, what your fifth friend did. Like, yeah, it may have heard and it definitely impacted you and helped shape the person that you are, but it ha- it doesn't have to define you, right? From this point forward, it boils down to two options. You either let the past consume you or you deal with it and let it go. preferably dealing with it through healing and forgiveness. You know, I thank God for this revelation and teaching me this years ago, because I remember, you know, I wasn't necessarily waiting for Superman to come save me, but every time I would go through something, I was looking for somebody to be there to hold me up. And guess what? There was no one. Now, Granted, yes, I had friends and I had family who supported me when they could the best way that they could. But when you need somebody at a specific time, like you don't have like on-call support, at least most people don't, I didn't. And I realized that nobody, and I've said this before, nobody but God can be there for me the way that I need, period. And it's not realistic for me to expect that of other people because we each have our own individual lives to live. And if your life is anything like my life, then living and being you is a full-time job. And I don't know anybody who would take on two full-time jobs, maybe a full-time and a part-time, but not two full-time jobs. And so I'll close with this and say that there are tons of resources available to us in all forms right? That can help us through some difficult times. That could be family, friends, you know, a a spouse. It could be therapy. It could be self-help books, hobbies, distractions, whatever it is. But I promise you that the best resource that you have to go through a difficult time is yourself because nobody can take the steps for you. Even though you may not walk that journey alone alone, and you may have some help, nobody can take the first step for you. And you have to want it more than anybody else wants it for you. All right, friends. Thanks for sharing your time in the space with me today. I hope you heard something in today's episode that made a difference in some way to your own personal journey through adult puberty. Until next time.